0: Because of the resources, the knowledge, the rebukes, the wisdom that you all have brought into my church, we, we've, we've left survival mode. We've left suicide mode, and we are in success and sometimes even hit supernatural. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard man. Mm-hmm. And so I want to encourage people, come out of your silos. Come to this meeting because there's somebody that you will meet at this meeting that will change the course of destiny and maybe help you fulfill what God has called you to do that. Now you may even be wondering if you heard from God.
1: Welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Pastor Daniel Henley. In for my good friend Byron Tyler, who will be back with us on tomorrow's program. I am Senior Pastor at Journey Christian Church. I also serve as the Under Shepherd for our network of pastors called the Church Developers Network. I am also pleased to serve as the Chief Spiritual Health Officer of Agape Child and Family Services. Wow, we have an exciting program on today. We're going to talk about a National Urban Summit that's going to be held right here in Memphis, Tennessee. And we've got some special guests today that I want to introduce. I'll just go from my right to my left. Apostle Ricky Floyd is with Pursuit of God Church. Hello, glad to be here
0: today with some uh, fine people who are doing great work in not just the community, but in the nation. And I'm
1: humbled to be on this uh, panel with these people today. We're just so glad to have you. We also have Pastor Jim Harbin. Pastor Jim Harbin, why don't you introduce yourself? I mean, you're going to be the main part of the show today as you're bringing the summit here, but introduce yourself.
2: My name is Jim Harbin. I'm the president of the National Urban Ministry Association. Also in Memphis, serve as a senior pastor of the Raleigh Community Church. And I also serve with Agape, leading a Becoming One program. And we're having a conference uh, coming up pretty soon, and we're going to be talking about that more in just a few minutes.
1: And I'm really excited to have Angela Garland. Angela, why don't you introduce yourself?
3: Hello, my name is Angela Garland, and I am a site coordinator with the Agape.
1: So, Pastor Jim, let me start with you. You got something coming, and it's coming soon. Why don't you tell us about it?
2: We have the National Urban Ministry Conference that will be happening February the 25th and the 26th. That's Friday, all day Friday, uh, Friday evening, and then Saturday. And we got some powerful speakers that will be speaking into how to do urban ministry, or people used to call it inner-city ministry, serving the poor in the city. And so we've got a powerful uh, group of speakers, and you'll be able to learn how to collaborate better and go deeper in your own community to serve the Lord, to serve Jesus, and to help people with uh, some of the needs that they have.
1: You mentioned some of these speakers that we have. We also have a nationally known guest, and he's actually on the phone with us, Dr. Harold Schenck. Dr. Schenck, why don't you come in and introduce yourself?
4: Uh, well, thank you, Dan. I was minister at the Highland Church of Christ in Memphis, Was with that church for 32 years, and now uh, live near the grandchildren in Oklahoma, but uh, I do some work with Agape write commentaries, and do some other things. And I'm delighted to be a part of the Urban Ministry Conference speakers group.
1: I'm delighted, too, because you and I are going to do a workshop together, but we'll speak more on that just a little later. I do want to go to Ambassador. I called you Apostle earlier. Mm-hmm. We have changed your name to Ambassador, Ricky Floyd, because I looked up what is urban ministry just by definition. What you see is urban ministry recognizes the need to bring the love of Christ to urban areas and to inner city neighborhoods. You know, Master Floyd, I've been working with you for a while now, and you said something that just resonated with me. And I've been working on it ever since. It's been a vision of mine because it's one of yours. You said we're bringing the relevant righteous reputation back Mm
0: -hmm.
1: to the local congregation. You're doing urban ministry on steroids. You've teamed up with Bellevue Baptist yeah. Church and others. And wow.
0: You gave my secret off the top. You said partner in teamwork. Mm. You know, when I started off young in ministry, like uh, many ministries, I wanted an international ministry. I want to go and change the world. Yeah. Well, you know, changing the world starts with home. That's change good. your home. Change your neighborhood. Change your community. And I think for me... Uh, The perception of a lot of people in the inner city is that the church had become irrelevant. It does not meet their particular needs, their concerns, their pains, their passions, their desires. And I felt Holy Ghost conviction to make the local church, the local church in their community, a place where people could be touched, taught, and transformed by the Word of God,
1: the will of God, and the love of God. I know from a practical standpoint, when we got together, you were already doing urban ministry. You were doing it in a very good way, phenomenal way. But over the last few years, as you've collaborated and teamed with others that could bring uh, additional resources, and not just the financial resources, but that too, but intellectual, social capital, all different types of resources, man, it's just been, even agape like with our services. I know Angela will talk about that a little bit later. How has that changed the landscape of urban ministry for you?
0: Well, I was doing urban ministry the whole time, uh, Apostle Dan, but I was doing it pridefully.
1: Mm. Speak to that.
0: I was a Lone Ranger, a solo artist. I was Bobby Brown. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah, Yeah. And God, man, slapped me, encouraged me one day at the same time. He told me, you're doing a wonderful job with the resources you have. He said, but you have not scratched the surface on the needs of your community. The way that you're going to really be able to impact your community, and Charlie Caswell and I came up with something uh, some years ago, is that you're going to have to have relationship with the seven Ps in the community. Yeah, I remember that. And uh, it, partnerships is key. If you're going to do real urban ministry, you can't do it as a solo artist You can't do it with pride. you got to let your ego, your fears, and your previous pains go and perceptions that you have of other ministries that may have hurt you, damaged you, or disappointed you in the past. But know that in this season, don't judge and condemn people by your previous experience because there are people that are hurting that need healing that's only going to come when you're at the right place at the right time with the right people doing the right things for the right
1: motives. Wow, that is so good. And that's
0: my definition of righteous. You've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor the seed begging for bread when you're at the right place at the right time with the right people for
1: the right motives doing the right thing. Wow, that is so good. And, you know, I do want to bring Dr. Shank in. Dr. Shank is just a phenomenal guy. He's so humble. He won't share some. He's written so many books and I've read them, and I'm so grateful for that. He also serves as a consultant with me at Agape Child and Family Services, uh, where we look to shape theologically the work that we do, making sure that it's biblically sound. And I know, Dr. Schenck, from a biblical perspective, there's all types of conversations going on about social gospel and all of that.
4: Point's well taken, Dan. And I'm I'm drawn back to uh, uh, the book of Deuteronomy. Which uh, Jesus uh, relied on a great deal. In fact, uh, before he gives his purpose statement, Luke 4, he'd been out in the wilderness being tempted by the devil, and three times he quoted the book of Deuteronomy as his basis for his actions. And in Deuteronomy 10, we have this remarkable uh, text about uh, the nature of our God that he's above the heavens, that he's God of gods, Lord of lords, great, the mighty, the awesome God. And it's this text in Deuteronomy 10 that all of our songwriters go to to get their language, their vocabulary for how to speak about God. But, but I find it striking. It says, for the, the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, the great, the mighty, the terrible God who is not partial and takes no bribe. That's Deuteronomy 10, verse 17. And then the next sentence says, he executes justice for the fatherless and the widow and loves the sojourner giving him food and clothing. And so, uh, wow, the nature of what we're doing in urban ministry comes from the heart of God, because this God of God, Lord of Lords, the great, the mighty, terrible God, he's the one who has on his heart the, the fatherless, the widow, the soldier. And so um, it, it's striking that many times in, in, in the Bible, when it talks about ministry to uh, those who are needy and vulnerable. It often comes in the context of worship, and that's really what the Urban Ministry Conference is about. It's a time of worship in which we think about God, and we're drawn to His attention to the most vulnerable in our community. So I think it's a, it's a grand uh, a, a grand program, and I'm glad to be part
1: of it. Dick Bott, who is the owner or the founder of Bot Radio Network, I had an opportunity to talk with him for a few hours. And wow, man, it was like sitting at the feet of Jesus. And I don't just say that because I'm on this show. We scheduled an hour and a half meeting, and I cleared my calendar. We met for three hours. and It was just good to listen to But He said something that was amazing to me as we looked to shape urban ministry here in Memphis, Tennessee. I know this is a national urban summit. We have people from everywhere. I get that. But they're looking at the model that we're working on here in Memphis. He said something that I want to throw out to you. He said, Dan, when I was growing up, I never saw what was absent. I only saw what was present. I only saw my family and my neighbors and my world. But there's a whole nother world down here for some folks that they've never seen. The other side, If you Adele sings a song where she said hello from the other side. I was so shocked when she was on the show with Oprah. and They said that that thing had been listened to two billion times. That means that it resonates with folks. You said hello from the other side. I know, Dr. Shank. we both grew up in different worlds. You and I have been privileged to be together for the last four years, and we're hearing things from the other side. Yes. How does that speak to you in terms of urban ministry and how we come together as churches to do this work together?
4: Well, I think that from my point of view, having lived in Memphis for 30 years, uh, you know, I will have to confess that uh, I, I was blinded much of that time and living in my own little world. I remember one day just driving through Memphis, I, uh, the Holy Spirit just told me that I need to be, I need to open my eyes. And I went back and started reading scripture. You know, Jesus came in Luke 4, announced his purpose. He says, the Lord's anointed me to bring good news to the poor, to to bind up the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to the captives, uh, freedom to the prisoners. And, and at the end of his ministry, he says, uh, you know, when you uh, fed me and gave me something to drink and uh, visited me when I was in prison and sick and gave me clothing, that's when you were ministering to me. And so um, there's there's a biblical wholeness about this uh, urban ministry that we're involved in, and it, it was a wholeness that I missed for, for many years. And so um, I'm glad God opened my eyes, and perhaps the this conference will help open other eyes. And just like Mr. Bott said, sometimes we, we just go on and we just don't see things. And, uh, you know, uh, building relationships across uh, the city is so important. We get isolated in our own little houses and places, and, and we forget uh, that the people made in the image of God on the other side of town, uh, uh, we need to have a relationship with them.
1: Well, that's beautiful, and 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 that brings some education to this because this is God, this is biblical, and I'm so grateful to have been able to work with you and learn from you. I'm a disciple of Doctor Harold Shank, and very proud of that. I'm really excited about this next guest, Angela. Angela, I've been working together, and she's on the on the ground, Angela Garland, and doing this work and engaging every day. And she has a whole staff of folks. Angela, tell us a little bit about engaging and how folks, even if they're not from the area, can come in and help.
3: Absolutely. Um, One of the things that I love about working with Agape is that we have an opportunity to make sure that individuals um, can volunteer with the work that we do. And so one of the main things that we really enforce with the work that we do is having individuals um, be part of the school system. This is the best way that you can really get involved in the work that we do. Um, The school system is so important to start um, to be on the ground because you're able to not only help students um, understand the importance of attendance, um, but you can also help parents and teachers understand the importance of connectivity and the importance of partnerships. Um, We understand that you cannot do this work alone. You cannot do this work in silos, as Dr. Shank said, but, but it takes a collaborative effort to make sure that everyone is doing the same thing as God calls us to do it. And so um, if you are interested in getting involved in this work, you can definitely go to agape means You can reach out to myself or the, the individuals on the panel. But we can definitely utilize volunteers all over the world to assist the families that we serve. And, of course, if you're not able to do it locally, if you're not able to participate locally, you can always um, participate in a donation um, with Agape because all of the things that we do for our families go directly to our families.
1: Well, I'm so grateful that you mentioned that folks can go to Agape's website. And I do want to mention David Jordan, our leader, and visionary. It's because of David that we get to do this. We get to look at the city of Memphis, and Absolutely. we love Memphis, agape Memphis. <laughs> Pastor Jim, I want to come back to you. I want to make sure that it's, it, it's so important that our listeners know how to connect. How do they connect? How do they register? And I'm going to come back, and I got a few more questions, but I, I want to do that a couple of times. How do they connect?
2: Well, first, they can connect by going to our website uh, for the National Urban Ministry Association. It's www.nationalurbanministryassociation.org. If you Google uh, National Urban Ministry Association, it will just pop up. Or you can go to our website, and then you can register directly on our website. And then also you can call 901-568-3177, and then that will connect you Uh, to the association, and then you can uh, take part in the conference that's coming up.
1: Speaking of the conference, I know Ambassador Floyd, you're going to be speaking. You're going to be a keynote speaker. Give the people just a little bit of what they can expect.
0: You know, again, I'm humbled to be a part of this uh, because this is a movement that needs to be uh, acknowledged in our city, and one of the things that I want to do, I want to share my transparency about how my ministry has changed by humbling myself. And partnering and finding people who don't necessarily think like I do walk like I do talk like I do and some of our theological doctrine is not the same but we have a commitment to Jesus and a commitment to know that Jesus is the answer for our communities to be saved and we find what we can agree upon Mm. work with what we can agree upon and we see a movement happening in
1: our region because of that Wow that is so good Angela I know that you're gonna be speaking
3: Absolutely. Um, What you can expect is a level of awareness of what Agape does and how we are doing it um, on the grounds and um, the ways that we are impacting families um, uh, within the areas that we serve.
1: We'll have an awareness. We're going to have ways to engage. And I know, Dr. Shank, you and I are working on a workshop. I am so grateful. The four years that we spent together learning a lot. We're going to give all of that information to the folks that come to the workshop. Dr. Shank, tell us a little bit about what our listeners can expect when they register for the National Urban Summit, which is the 25th and the
2: 26th. It's almost here, and the way that they'll register National Urban And when you go there, then there's a link for group registration as well as individual registration.
1: Dr. Shank, what can our listeners expect from our workshop?
4: Well, it's uh, it's an honor and privilege to be working with uh, with Pastor Dan Henley, and and we have uh, we and our wives have developed this deep relationship, and and we're we're so Sally and I are so grateful for that. But Dan and I are going to be uh, doing a two hour workshop on Saturday about uh, Agape Child and Family Services and the movement that's going on in the city of Memphis. Just a, 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 an amazing work of the Holy Spirit to bring people together, and so we'll be talking about hub churches. Anchor churches, community churches, partnership. I plan to tell the fish story, but I'm not going to tell it now. You're going to have to come to the conference to hear the fish story.
1: That's a powerful story, by the way.
4: We've heard the old line that, uh, you know, if a man's hungry, you give him a fish and he's, he's satisfied for a day. But if you teach him to fish, he's satisfied for a lifetime. Well, that's not exactly true. Hmm. And so there's more to the fish story than what we've heard. (laughs) And so I plan to tell the fish story on Saturday. So you'd need to be there about two o'clock I'd hear the fish story.
1: You gave a little prelude. You mentioned three types of churches. One is a hub church. Look at Pursuit of God church as a hub church right there in the heart of the community. They have an infrastructure and a vision to really help serve the community. You know, some churches are smaller. They're community churches. They're there, but... Maybe not as, as, as resourced and don't have as many folks. And maybe the pastor might be working two or three jobs just trying to make ends meet. You just never know the situation. And then you have anchor churches that might be a, a, a suburban church. We mentioned, uh, Bellevue and Hope and, you know, Second Prayers and Independent Prayers. These are folks that are working with us to bring resources to go through those hub churches to be a blessing to the people that we serve. So the churches are working together. Let me repeat. Your microphone is working, and it is working <laughs> well. When folks say the churches aren't working together, that's a lie from the pit of hell. I'm in right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was in a conference with the Independent Presbyterian Church about missions, and we we're talking about urban ministry. And we have Hope Presbyterian Church and Innovation Church, where we're doing cohort groups, where uh, they're bringing their couples and all together. And we're learning relationship education, and and the list goes on and on and on of churches working together. You're going to see that model. We're going to show you how it works. We're going to tell you the specifics, give you a whole bunch of education on how to get that done.
0: As I'm sitting here and thinking about the relationships that I have in this room, a lot of inner city church get criticism because here's the reason. I, I would say about 75 percent of inner city churches, and that's a low number to my guesstimation. I'd like to hear Jim's assessment of that, are in suicidal or survival mode. Yeah. What I mean suicidal is they're about to die about to kill themselves they've such a point of desperation they're really not thinking led by the spirit because everything's about to be depleted or they're in survival mode. they can't make make real ministry decisions because they got to choose between a light bill or yeah. having an event mm-hmm. to feed people right and and nobody's they're not going to tell you that because people jump off of sinking ships, and when I look around this room, think about Agape, jim Angela. Bellevue, what they've done, my relationship with you all have moved me from being a survival church to being a successful and supernatural church Mm -hmm. because of the resources, the knowledge, the rebukes, the wisdom that you all have brought into my church. We've we've left survival mode. We've Mm -hmm. left suicide mode and we are in success and sometimes even hit supernatural eyes have not seen ears have not heard man. and so I want to encourage people come out of your silos come to this meeting because there's somebody that you will meet at this meeting that will change the course of destiny and maybe help you fulfill what God has called you to do that now you may be wondering if you heard from God Mm. I see the hand of God moving on what he showed me 20 years ago and there was a part that I was in a desert season that man I didn't even know if it would ever happen I started looking for a way of escape out of ministry because maybe, maybe I miss God. Wow! And so, say this one more time: right people, right place, right time, right things,
1: right motive. Righteousness will prevail. You won't be begging. I don't know if I coined the phrase, or I heard it somewhere, but I love it. Most people are one right relationship away from their breakthrough. Most people are one right relationship away from their breakthrough. There's so much social capital. Social capital is basically influence. And they're sitting in the pews. They're out in the pews that are listening right now. So pastors and congregants, let's come to the summit. Let's just listen. You can come in person or you can do it via Zoom. Is that right, Pastor? That's correct. So if you just want to physically just get on Zoom and see what urban ministry is all about or You want to come and participate and rub shoulders with folks, and you'll still have the opportunity to maybe meet that one right relationship. I know in our workshop, we're going to have contact information and websites and links and a whole bunch of uh, books that we've read. And also, how do I get started? If I'm just looking to be aware, we're going to have an awareness track. If I want some deeper education, we're going to have an education track. If I want to engage, we're going to have an engagement track hey listen i know we're getting close to our time i do want some final thoughts and there's anything else that we can say and dr shanks since you're so far away you're in oklahoma i wish my friend would be here with me personally but uh he and sally as he said we've gotten a wonderful friendship and that's one thing that i've seen pastor floyd is that in order to rise above these tensions and uh, racial matters and all of that we have to go deeper in relationship, and I've been honored and privileged to do that with Dr. Harold and Sally Shank. Any closing thoughts, uh, Dr. Shank?
4: Well, I would just ask people to remember Isaiah 61, 8, the remarkable text that Jesus draws on in Luke 4 to give foundation for his whole ministry, and uh, there's a lot of story there, but in Isaiah 61, in verse 8, our God is speaking, and he says, For I, the Lord, love justice. Mm. So that's a moving text. Our God loves justice. That's what we're going to be talking about at the uh, Urban Ministry Summit. I, for I, the Lord, love justice.
2: Angela, any closing thoughts?
3: Looking forward to seeing you.
2: Pastor Jim. Yeah, one of the things that that comes to my mind is also in that passage in Isaiah 61, the outcome is oaks of righteousness. Wow. So when all of this work is done in the city, where justice, the the justice of God prevails, then there will be oaks of righteousness. Mm. Mm. And so one of the things that happens uh, at the conference is you learn how to make the theology walk and talk. Uh, you learn how to do good. justice in the city, working with real people, with real ministries in a collaborative way, rather than trying to do it in a silo.
1: And we're not talking about something we read in the book or yeah. that we're hoping and praying for we're talking about what God is doing. We're doing this. Yes. We are working together. Ambassador Floyd. I'm going to throw you an
0: alley-oop. Okay. Uh, since we're in basketball season, I almost said March Madness. I can't believe you hadn't said it. Sure. You said we come and sit down. What's the scripture you, you started using a year ago? We sit down and talk together. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You, 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 mm-hmm. you, you, that's the scripture
0: yeah. that you've quoted yeah. for the last two yeah. years. Malachi 316. Yeah, that's it. Then that's those it. who
1: feared the Lord. Yes, that's We it. just talked to each we other. We just talked to each God other. God listened and he heard. Yeah. Yeah. That book of remembrance was written yes, in His presence it. concerning us. That's that it. You, the dunk, Lord you dunked it, Dan. That's it. <laughs> it.
0: we got to talk to each <laughs> other. Talk to each other. Now, can you end with that quote I do almost every two weeks of yours when I saw you far off? Oh, you better do that one. Yeah, yeah You do yeah. it better than me. That's yeah, yes, yeah. Come on. That, Dan gave me a, a quote. I probably don't go two weeks without using yeah. it, and this is important why we need to be here to uh, to activate, attract each other, and alleviate the problems mm-hmm. in our community. He talked about how I saw you far off. I yeah. saw far off and I saw a monster. Yeah, you look like a monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got a little close and I said, well, wait, that, that's an animal. I got a closer and I saw a human being. But when I got face to face, I saw my, my brother, brother. Mm-hmm. and we'll never be able to recognize the brother from another mother in mm-hmm. each other until we get close to close and face to face. You didn't know I was a rapper, did
1: you? <laughs> well, rap on, my brother. Hey, listen, thank you so much for listening today to Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Pastor Daniel Henley. And for my very, very good friend, Byron Tyler, I know we're closing out. I just want to pray. God, we stop to bless you and honor you and all that we say and do. We don't take this opportunity lightly or for granted. It's a plumb-pleasing pleasure to be here with my friends. Of all different races, and all different nations, do what you've called us to do and have a ball doing it. Know we love you and we love each other as we love ourselves. In Jesus name we pray. We hope you have a great day.
4: God bless you.